Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcasts with your host, Joe. Season 2, Episode 7, Interview with Carla from Weird Giraffe Games. A special message from Unboxing Game. Every month, Unboxing Game is giving away $1,000 worth of board games. And I am going to go over the multiple ways you can enter, how it works, and what you can win. First, let's go over the multiple ways you can enter. There are three ways you can get entries. You can sign up for one of their membership programs and get automatic entries every single month, as well as other benefits such as VIP gift cards to their online store and automatic entries into all of their single-game board game giveaways. The VIP gift card is a member benefit I want to go over in a little more detail. Every month you are an active VIP member, you will receive a VIP gift card up to $15 depending on your membership level. So let's say you are a Platinum VIP member and get a $15 VIP gift card you can use that card on anything you want on their site. Such as this amazing shirt I am wearing. You can't see it, but it still looks amazing on me. Now, for the best part, any unused balance carries over from month to month and is added to your new VIP gift card you get each month. The second way you can enter is by shopping at their store, unboxandgame.com. You can pick up some board game merchandise from them and get one entry for every one dollar you spend. A few examples are shirts, pins, stickers, even drink coasters. Lastly, you can mail in an entry. Details are in the official rules. Now let's discuss how this sweepstakes works. Every month after the drawing period ends, all entries are sent to a third-party sweepstakes administrator who makes sure all entries are eligible and then randomly selects a winner. Next, Unboxing Game notifies the winner, who then gets a $1,000 gift certificate to Cool Stuff Inc., Card House, or Game Nerds. Then the winner goes on a $1,000 shopping spree at one of these online stores, picking up $1,000 worth of board games of their choice. Finally, Unboxing Game does the whole thing over again next month. So what are you waiting for? Get your entries in today and secure your chance to win. All right, so tell me about your new Kickstarter. So um, I just launched uh, Tumbletown on Kickstarter this Tuesday. And what Tumbletown is, is it is a game for one to four players that plays in about 45 minutes where you are trying to become the best mayor. We're having this competition to build 
um, a town. And how you do this is um, you are going to be drafting building plans and building buildings based on the plans. In each building that you uh, complete, it will allow you either to get a one-time benefit, um, dice manipulation, which will allow you to um, build or construct buildings easier in the future, um, engine building, or you can even get other scoring conditions. Um, so you can get more scoring conditions than other uh, people have. Okay. And that's live right now. Yes, it is. And um, when does that go till? Um, March 26th, I believe. Okay. And then what kind of, what are the price points or pledge levels? So you can get the base game for $29, um, which is really good um, considering that there's a hundred dice in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I was thinking of making it higher and then, you know, uh, Kickstarter backers get a break. Um, if you wait for retail, you can well, I hope that it'll be in retail. Um, but if it goes to retail, um, it will be 39. Um, but there's another pledge level, which is um, Tumbletown in a Playmat, which is $49. Um, it's a nice neoprene playmat, um, which will have like really great art on it. And I mean, who doesn't like playmats? Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, the playmat doesn't do anything other than help you set up the game a little bit faster. Like it'll have places for things. So um, you just unroll the playmat and then start putting things down. Cause I mean, you don't have to look at the rules, you know? Like it'll say like where to put the different um, types of cards. Okay, cool. And what what are what are some of the other conventions and stuff like that have you gone to? You said you've been busy with conventions. Oh yeah, so I am always busy with conventions. It seems um, one of the goals is to is for me to try out different conventions and to to see like which ones are really good for going back to. And the hard answer in that is that almost every convention is worthwhile. Um, so I don't sleep enough, obviously. Um, but, uh, recently I just went to Rocket City Game Fest, which is in, uh, the area I live in. It's my local con, um, cool. which is really cool. Um, I run the Unpub there. Um, so I re highly recommend it if you're in the Southeast. Um, I have also been to OrcaCon recently, which is in Seattle. Um, and it's one of my favorite um, smaller cons because there's like so many just cool people there. Um, and I also went to Protosphere Cleveland recently. Wow. So I got to meet all the people in Cleveland, Ohio, in the snow. Yeah, you gotta love the snow. I'm in Sioux mm -hmm. Falls, South Dakota, and we, yeah, we, we're experienced with snow. Yeah, so I grew up around Chicago, Illinois, which definitely has snow. Yep. And um, I mean, so I experienced about 22 years of this, and I was like, you know what I want now? None of that snow. Not anymore. Uh, so I went to Huntsville, Alabama, where if it snows, it, even if it is like, you know, it, you see the snow and then it's not on the ground, everything shuts down and I could stay home and never go in the snow. It's perfect. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. And now you are going, are you planning to go to Geekway this year? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm going to go to Geekway to the West for the first time. And I also have a booth there. And because, I don't know, the stars aligned, um, Origins is the next week. So I'm going to, on the one day between the two conventions, I'm going to travel 
uh, and then the next day is just Origins, so I get to live that. And then the next weekend is another convention, so I'm going to be on the road for three weeks, and I will most probably die after this. So oh, wow. me before then. Wow. <laughs> so you have some conventions you're you're doing definitely. Um, so uh, c- kind of about your your game company, Weird Giraffe Games. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So. Um, the game company is made up of me, um, my partner, Nick, and our cat, Fluffins. Um, <laughs> very important. He's a quality control person. Um, and he's also at every meeting. So he's, of course, right here listening to make sure I say the right things. Nice. Very important. So he's I, the boss. Yeah. If I say the wrong thing, so like dump over my water bottle and then I'll have to go clean it up. And it's, it's just not what I want. So I have to say all the right things. Um, so, uh, we focus on trying to make games that are, um, that have a lot of player interaction and are really engaging, but they're just a little bit weird. Um, but that's okay. Cause we're all just a little bit weird, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Makes it fun. Yeah. So, uh, what you'll see in most of my games are very common mechanics and things that you've seen in other games, but like a twist on them. Um, like... I have a game called Big Easy Busking, which is actually going out to backers this weekend, um, where it's an area control game, but it's an area control game in two parts, where you choose uh, what area you want to go to, but then you choose like what you do in that area on your next turn. So there's like kind of like a bluffing mechanic in there, because like you can just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to this crowd to sing. Um, and then you get to see what everyone else does. And then you're like, oh yeah, I'm actually, I'm not going to put in that much effort. I'm going to take back everything and go here now. Okay. Now, um, one of your games that I absolutely loved was, uh, Dreams of Tomorrow. Oh, that's fantastic. So I was able to demo that one at our local game store here and really love the artwork and just just as kind of the theme of it. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah. So that one was very interesting of a game. Um, that game was designed by another designer, um, but it was um, totem poles at that time. Um, but that is apparently very offensive. So I had to go back and um, decide, okay, what other theme is this going to be? Um, and I don't really know what inspired the dreams of tomorrow, but I really like time travel. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, I guess it was also kind of like a climate change because I was like, you know, how are you going to convince people that climate change is real and we could like save the environment and stuff before Australia burns up forever. Right. (laughs) But maybe we could, if like uh, all the people that make decisions, like if they, had all these dreams of what would happen and then they convinced themselves and then everyone would start recycling or something. I like it. So, so yeah. uh, how many games have you guys put out? Um, I believe, well, first it depends on what you mean by put out. Um, in retail right now, we have uh, three games, three and a half. Um, I say three and a half because we have an expansion for one of the games. Oh. Yeah. So um, the three games that are in retail currently are Stellar Leap, Fire in the Library, and Dreams of Tomorrow. 
Um, and Stellarly Frontiers is a tiny um, expansion pack that adds in like a bunch more cards um, that you can add to it. Um, but we also have a few other games. Um, Super Hack Override, which was my first design ever and our first published game. Um, that is not in retail because I have all the copies upstairs in my house. Um, you need to have a certain number of games uh, to go into retail, and we sold most of them, so you can only buy it from us. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, and then Big Easy Busking is coming up, um, and that should be in retail in a month, maybe. Okay. These things are always really weird because, um, like, if I did everything, then I'd know the dates, but since um, it is getting to my house tomorrow if the truck driver drops it off and then I <laughs> ship it out on Saturday if the next truck driver picks it up um, and then like a series of things and it all has to line up but um, because they're all different people doing it I'm like I hope it's in stores in like a month and a half nice yep it'll Good. get there when it gets there right yeah and we as gamers we're we're so patient <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that's the hard part about Kickstarter is because, uh, like, I've had uh, a couple people this uh, campaign that were like, hey, I need to know when everything is happening. I need to know the exact dates. And, like, I'm like, well, you know, manufacturing will take between 30 and 60 days, and then on the boat will take between 30 and 60 days. And there's also the fact that I might move. And, you know, there's all these other things and maybe coronavirus will take over the U.S. Yep. So that's why I said April, because who knows? There yeah, you don't know. Like, like, I always put in a lot of leeway because um, as much as I would love to say that I've had a campaign entirely go the right way, none of them do. There's always something that is, you know, just on fire at some point, um, even if it's just like, with the um, first manufactured copy. Like, I've never had a game where the first manufactured copy is actually the first manufactured copy. Like, like they send a copy, and then I find issues, and they send another one, and usually it's the second one that's, that's a good one. Sometimes it's, like, the fourth. But um, at some point in time, the first one is going to be the right one. Nice. So what... Uh... You said you had an expansion coming up? Oh, yes. So, um, Fire in the Library. Um, have you played that one? No, I haven't. I just checked that one out, and it is on my uh, shopping cart. <laughs> Great. So, Fire in the Library. It is a pressure luck game for one to six players that plays in about 30 minutes where you're saving books from a burning library. Um, and you're doing this um, by pulling cubes out of a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a variable turn order because if you're just rushing into the library first, you're much more likely to like trip and fall and go head first and <laughs> like a bunch of fire. So um, there's a different number of risky and safe spaces depending on like if you're going first, you have a bunch of risky spaces because you're not paying attention. But if you're going last, you have a bunch of safe spaces. And the difference between these two is if you pull out a red cube, um, that's fire. Fire is bad. Um, if you get a fire cube in a risky space, you burn things. Or if you get two fire cubes total, you also burn things. Um, and one of the mechanics in the game that I really like is the fact that um, the books are worth different values. Um, 
but if you burn the books, they become more rare, so they increase in value. But as you're burning more books, um, there's a different cards that you take, and you just take them off every time you burn them. Um, if there's a fire icon revealed, it puts more fire in the bag. So as the game goes on, um, the odds of you getting fire go up, but the, um, the value of the books also goes up. So there's a higher risk, but higher reward as well. Okay. So why I'm talking about fire in the library is because um, we've made fire in the library the card game. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that is coming to Kickstarter at some point this year. Nice. Yay. So how many games do you guys try to do on Kickstarter year? So it depends on the year. I believe uh, last year I did one with Weird Giraffe Games and one with Galactic Raptor Games. I actually own two companies because I guess I just love board games that much. Would the second one be Animal Kingdoms? Yes. Aha. Animal Kingdoms definitely came from Galactic Raptor Games, um, and that is doing well. So in this year, which is 2020, that I definitely didn't have to think about, um, we are bringing Kingdoms of the Deep, which is the sequel to Animal Kingdoms to Kickstarter with Galactic Raptor. Um, and there might be another one. It depends on how life works. So uh, Galactic Raptor will get one to two games to Kickstarter in 2020. Um, but Weird Draft Games, uh, two or three, depending wow. on how the moon and the stars work. Cool. Coronavirus well as well yeah you never know i mean wishful thinking right <laughs> well i don't know so i'm like panicking about this i think about it a lot and like today i read this article where uh like the cdc was apparently like hey it's gonna happen it's not not gonna happen so you better be prepared and i'm like oh no i don't want to die from sickness i don't know like uh i get sick like a lot but like i'm the worst sick person it's it's terrible oh such a baby. I do not want to get sick. So, see, I don't tend to watch the news. I just like to play board games. So, oh, so that's what I really like about owning a board game company is instead, like, it lets me focus on something else, like focusing on like having like or letting people have fun or like just play testing, like making these games that are really cool and bring joy to people instead of like, oh, am I gonna die or. <laughs> In the past, I did work for the government, so that was uh, fun. Well, I worked for the military in particular, and at a certain point in time, it was just like, I should do anything else because I don't want to think about the actual repercussions of what I'm doing. Like, I wasn't doing anything bad, per se. Um, I used to uh, work uh, software for the UAVs. Um, which are the unmanned aerial vehicles. And in particular, I worked on the ones that just looked at things, hmm. like didn't drop bombs. So at least I had that. But like, they still looked at things and people made decisions on the things that they looked at. So I don't know. So you mostly just looked at board game stores. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I was, <laughs> you know, surfing around on the UAVs. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I would do. Just program it, do a little flyby. Hmm. nothing wrong with that so what else is your year looking like well, I mean you've got conventions you've got a couple games in the work anything else are there other things um, 
I am traveling a bunch to all these different conventions. Oh, um, so I'm going to Grand Con for the first time this year because I'm a special guest. Cool. Exciting. Um, Grand Con is in Michigan, I believe in September. So I get to do a bunch of panels and I get to like uh, do like sponsored things where you can just play a game with Carla and she'll teach you how to play all these games and people get to meet me and it's really exciting. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I've never been a special guest before. So well, hopefully this is your first. Obviously, there's gonna be many more to come. Well, I hope so. If I don't do bad badly at this time, then maybe they'll ask me back or another. all I have to do is be fun and play games, right? Yeah, for like an entire weekend and don't make anything bad happen. Um, you should just come in dressed like a giant weird giraffe. Yes. I feel like the entire convention just be dressed as that. <laughs> And that won't be awkward at all. No. And, you know, no one's going to know it's you other than you're the special guest. Yeah. Yeah, it'll work. Um, let's see here. What else was I going to – I was going to ask you something else. Uh, oh, your, uh, your dreams of tomorrow. So mm-hmm. there was one – there was a small little expansion in that. Yes. And that was the – Oh, uh, so it's Dreams of Tomorrow Awakening? Um, if you want me to send you some, I can, because you are a herald, I believe. Yes, that's how we started talking. So Yes, and I actually have the expansion. Um, I really did enjoy it. Now, you, you had also mentioned um, there's one game that is not available for retail and that the only way people can get it is through you guys. Is that on your website? Um, it is on our website, but it's also on Amazon. Oh. Amazon just makes things easy sometimes. Amazon so you, easy when it's easy and the worst when it's the worst. It is. Uh, so do you just search for Weird Giraffe Games or what is the title of the game? Uh, yeah, you could search Weird Giraffe Games or look for Super Hack Override. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. So now I'm planning on going to Geekway as well. So if I bring down one of my games, can I get you to sign it? For sure. I will definitely sign it. That's, that's awesome. Like It's always cool when somebody asks me to sign it. That's cool because I uh, I absolutely love um, talking to other people that uh, design games. Obviously, I don't have time to do that stuff, so it's really cool to meet creative people and and just publishers and whatnot. It's 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 cool. So I also appreciate your time. So I know you're busy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I I don't know. At some point in time, I'm going to figure out a way to like keep track of what's happening and everything. Like, uh, it's gotten to the weird point, like, uh, well, Kickstarters freak me out. Like, um, well, just knowing how much stuff I have to do, I like really try to focus. So today I ended up eating for the first time at like seven because I was like, oh, I have a thing to do tonight. So I should eat food. And then it was like, whoa, it's 7 PM. So cool. I guess. Um, but in other news, my diet's going great. Apparently. (laughs) I don't know, my stress-induced, I don't get hungry anymore. But it's also weird because I don't know when to stop eating because it's like, should I eat more? I don't know. My body is telling me I should answer Kickstarter messages, so. Yeah, people do get a little upset on the Kickstarter. I don't comment a whole lot on there. I've backed quite a few things, and just going into the comment section, wow. It can get pretty intense in there. Yeah. Well, luckily, 
the uh, Tumbletown Kickstarter section is all well and good. I just really like to answer everyone and make sure everyone's happy. Well, that's probably why everything is like all good because I try to answer people within like a couple hours, if not like within the hour. Um, and that just makes people more pleasant. Uh, it does, but it also takes up your life. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, cause like, um, well running a Kickstarter um, for me is kind of like, I just cycle through all the different things. Like, like I'll go, I'll get caught up on Kickstarter comments and I'll get caught up on Kickstarter messages and then I'll go to Twitter and respond to everyone. And then I'll go to Facebook and do that and then emails. And then there's a bunch more Kickstarter comments and I'll just like cycle through until it's like, maybe I should go to bed at some point. Yeah. At some point you have yeah. to, they got to realize that you sleep too. Uh, well, like a lot of people on Kickstarter don't realize that, you know, the companies are small like they knew that everyone that they interacted with was me. They don't interact with anyone else. Like I get a lot of emails that are like, Hey, weird draft games team. Or like, like they reference like all these people. And it's like, Hey, I was the one who told you to email me. I've like, if you interacted with weird draft games, you have only interacted with one person and that is me. Well, or your boss. I mean, yeah, but he is really bad at typing because uh, he has that's true. If there was a cat keyboard, he would be actually doing things. Um, so every once in a while, you should just comment with just random keys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That'll work. Uh, so Tumbletown is live on Kickstarter right now. Uh, everybody that watches this should back it, obviously. Um, and you said $29.99? Uh, just $29. $29 for the base game and then $49? Yes, if you want the awesome playmat as well. Which you have to get because, I mean, let's be honest, you need playmats, no matter if you've got millions of them or not. <laughs> I mean, that's the hope, like, that some people think that. And then it's like, hey, playmat. Because, like, uh, I've, what I've just realized, like, even though I've published, like, six or seven games by now, it's like, this is the first time I've included playmats. And people just go crazy for them, and I'm like okay, I guess I'll make a play mat with every game because then people are just happy. You're talking to a sucker that if you have a play mat, I instantly back the play mat. I mean, like, and I am a person, like, I have maybe one play mat. I guess I don't understand the whole situation with play mats, but, I mean, if you like it, you like it. This is just unheard of. I don't understand why you only have one play mat. And it came free with the game, I think. Like, it's well, a mini play mat. Like, you need more. I mean, I'm seeing there's there's games on your shelves. You need play mats for all of these. So many. <laughs> and then, like, I'll have to have another shelf for just the play mats, and then I'll have to move into a new house. See? That's the new kind of what I did as I built myself a game room outside my house, and I have a shelf for play mats. I mean... It is the logical conclusion instead of like limiting what I buy is just buy a new house. Yeah. Or add on. That's also an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just make room for your games and play mats. And maybe more cats. Cause I mean, well, <laughs> I need a yeah. cat in every room. Maybe that there's an option too. So, all right, well, I will let you get some sleep for tonight. Uh, so no more Kickstarter messages. And you can get some rest. I appreciate your time. 
Well, thanks so much for having me on, and this is great. All right. Well, we'll see you at Geekway, and I'll keep in touch with you. And everyone backs Tumbletown. Yes. Oh, and if you want to check out the Kickstarter page, it is at weirddraftgames.com slash TTKS, and that will take you right there. All it's right. magical, the internet it is. It is. All right. Well, you have a good night, and we will talk to you later. Okay. See All right. Ya. Until next time, I'm Joe, and this has been an interview with Carla from Weird Giraffe Games. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on these formats. Find us at Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Join our Facebook group of Average Joe's Gaming. Follow us at Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. Find us on Reddit at Average Joe's Gaming. You can join our Board Game Geek Guild at Average Joe's Gaming. You can go to our website, AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com and find all of our information. Check out our Extra Life tab and feel free to join our Extra Life team by clicking on the Extra Life logo, which will take you to our team page. You can also listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting devices, such as Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate all of your feedback. If you wish to get into contact with us, you can go to our website at AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com and go to the Contact Us link, or you can just email us directly at AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.outlook.com. You can also message us on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>